reporting and we get a spark and pimping hoes in the park and I'm out the passenger homies in the back low not the magnum why you trying to get it bad with my dicky sagging no one's with a sick man that's why my gun is clapping got the heavy metal but I bring it hip hop and gangsta rapping keeping it macking keeping it cracking keeping it smashing fucking around and creeping with the Mac 10 making a move then I'm blasting I'll be the young assassin burning ass and leave your body in the attic bitches can't catch up cause my blood was massive gotta have that blood in your face we thug when we came Yo, what it do, what it do, what it do? Y'all miss me? Damn. Oh, man. Yeah, I missed y'all too. Your boy's been busy. Real busy. Blessful year, man. Blessful year. Um. Hey, first things first, so it's Christmas Eve. Just want to give a shout out and thanks for everybody, especially for those who are new and following me in terms of the journey. Uh, just like to share a few things in case it helps you on your end, you know, um, but just to uh, kick back a little bit, man. I just want to reflect a little bit. This year has been tough, but it was all well worth it. All well worth it. Damn. Earlier this year, went through some stuff, whatever. It's long gone. Out with the old, in with the new. Flew over to Wisconsin, man. Met my boy RZ. Yep. Rolled out some stuff. White Pelicans, SD Academy, went down the drain. But totally okay because those are transferable skills. Really happy where I'm at right now, man. Up in Washington State. Shout out to my cousin Kutel, retired veteran. Took me in. As a matter of fact, he put a mission. Guy drove all the way down Washington just to pick my ass up. Packed my shit, threw it all in, took off. Yep. It's my guy. You just want to reflect a few things, man. Life is tough and life is challenging. It always will be. For some who has it easy, good for you. If it's too easy or it's been too easy and you stop challenging yourself or whatever that may be, that's what you should be looking out for. You know, I don't have much, too much to say, man. Just want to update you guys a few things. Your boy's making it big. Yep. Blessed and happy to be working with such a great company, man, now currently at. Or at Upkeep. Uh, Upkeep, we're a mobile app for facility maintenance technicians. Typically, what happens is that most of them are still using pen and paper when it comes to their work process and workflow. You know, something breaks down, you call them, they put in what's called a work order, whether it's an HVAC or an equipment or machine, heater, water, whatever that may be. They'll print out a piece of paper or send you an email and say, go work on it. But there are huge gaps there. If you have a team of 100, how will you attract those in real time? More importantly, what we call asset ROIs, the data analytics. If you have 10 buildings with 10 machines that cost thousands of dollars and one of it breaks down more than the other, how do you measure success on that? And how do you reverse engineer 
and drill down to the point of this is why it's happening. That's why Upkeep exists. Blessed to be working with such a company, man. Great startup. Best company I ever worked this far. But, um, you know, I just want to give a few shout outs to a few people, man. Number one, last time and only, Mr. Nico Hughes, SVP and founder of Better Grow, and now co-founder of a new cryptocurrency thing. It's because of Nico I am where I'm at today. He was the missing piece of the puzzle to get everything all started for me. And forever blessed, man. More importantly, if you're a big, huge fan of these content, the contents I've been pushing out, it's also thanks to him. And I'll explain why in just a minute. Japanese whiskey, 12 years. Mm. Elk meat too. Yep. Elk meat from Vienna sausages. That's the great thing of life, man, in America. You can come with nothing, start with nothing, start with zero and make something out of yourself, man. As long as you put people first, it's always got to be people's first. And this is for personal and life. You know, Dale Carnegie stresses this a lot in How to Win Friends and Influence People in his book. You always got to put the people first because it's never about you, man. It's about them. What can you do for them to make their life better, easier, job, make them more money, make them succeed, make them, make them the hero of their own story? And that's one of the basic fundamentals in B2B sales. We got to have that philosophy and mindset. You know, if you're selling just to make money, the money's there, man. Oh, yeah, it's there. Shit, it's there. Trust me, it's there. <laughs> but that's not the end goal. The end goal is you being that person that helped them become greater and better than what they already are. Whether it's work or not, that's basically what it is. You know, I'm moving here, man. I'm uh, about two, three months in now. Finally, officially settled in. As you can see from the background, it's a lot of changes, a lot of healing, a lot of good stuff. Officially a plant daddy. Yep. You know, it's uh, something about just taking care of plants, trim it, cut it, you water it, and you take care of it as if it's one of your own. And it's something that you should treat also in your own personal business, day in life, and work itself. And, you know, one of the books I've been reading, 12 Rules for Life by uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh, one of it talks about treat somebody like how you're responsible for. And what he means by that, it's pretty dead on. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about treat how you others want to be treated. But really, you want to just go in and make something of yourself. Take care of yourself first is what he means in that book. Take care of yourself first before trying to go out and take care of others. And it's great. I get it, man. I was there too. You know, always giving no expectation return. But sometimes I gave too much. 
to the point where it ended up hurting me. And that's something you got to think about. Because you can't always give all the time, man. You just can't. You can try. <laughs> but you just can't. Shouldn't. But yeah, man. Life is good, man. That's where I'm being at. Making moves. One of the founding outbound BDRs over the company I'm at. There was never really a true successful outbound motion going on. And, you know, one of myself included, along with the other new hires who's experiencing, experiencing outbound, um, especially with our VP of sales development, Joe, man, things are starting to take off in partnership with our CMO too, Dan, Bobby, our CRO, dudes, things are great there. But it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight. It's been a lot of changes, but a change for the good. Yep. You know, I just want to share a few things, man. It's funny. There's a lot of people was laughing at me earlier this year. A lot of people. Because it came back with 17 cents. Door dashing to make ends meet. But, you know, door dashing taught me a lot. It taught me to never look down on others. Not that I ever took love down on others. But it taught me also, no matter what, the way society is, you will always be judged for the things you do. Regardless if you're rich, poor, have a lot of money, smart, educated or not, no matter what, if you're doing what you're doing, you will be judged. Good or bad, take it with a grain of salt. Grain of salt. Yeah, you probably hear that loud background and noise. That's uh, the neighbors, Usos in the back, shout out to my Us boys. You know, like where I'm at right now, Pierce County specific, Spain away, Tacoma area. Uh, it's pretty nice. It's actually pretty damn nice. It's all nice white out neighborhood. Growing up, it's like, damn. We grew up in a kind of shitty space. But for here, it's like super nice. Sometimes too nice. And uh, when you get too comfortable, man, it's like what David Goggins says, that you got... You got to watch out. You know, like I even got that recently. I'm like, damn, dude, I got adult money now. I got stable income. Uh, things are good. Bills are paid. You know, money in the bank. Eat whatever I want. Go wherever I want. Anytime I want. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is like, it's getting too nice. It's nice, but you got to do something about it. You got to put challenges in yourself. And... Shit, man, that's why I started running again. I took a little break because I had to move and ramp with work and focus and double down. But no matter what in life, man, if you you want to go hard, is your you want to be one of the best of the best, you gotta stay hard. You want examples? I'll give you an example. I've been forking 70, 80 hours a week at work, man. You know, sales development, right? has a framework and it's pretty much universal but where the challenge lies is becoming an industry expert to truly understand who you're selling to and what their day-by-day -day looks like i'll give you an example 
I serve to facility main technicians. The people that we sell to are like pretty much VP and director. However, however, it's not always that. And so in sales development, you hear if you're just going to sell to VPs or directors, right? It's always the permission-based approach. Hey, John, this is Jackson with Upkeep here. I know I'm calling out the blues, but may I have 27 seconds to explain the reason for the call? Is our doubt or powder interrupt? Hey, John, it's Jackson with Upkeep here. Thanks for taking the call. I know you weren't expecting me, but I was hoping maybe you, give me, you would give me a few moments to chat about facilities. Is this something to be open to? You gotta know when, what kind of pitch when you're serving into the space that we're at. Because so that's the permission-based approach. But here's the approach that work most 80% of the time that we sell to. Hey, John's Jacks, what up, keep here? How are you? Why? Because these are the blue collar work for us, baby. You know, they're away from the desk. Most of them are anti-software. And if they get this feeling, if they get one little niche that you're trying to sell them something, you're going to fucking hang up on your ass. Oh, yeah, believe me. Been there. Done it. Yep. So where I'm at, right, as a strategist, every time I do the code call, every time they pick up, I have to make an educated guess to the best of my knowledge that this is the kind of approach I should be taking. And it's based on what they say. And you know what's funny? And this is a true story, baby. There's a lot of them that, that lot, there's a lot of them that picks up and leave you hanging for like the first 10, 15 seconds. Why? Because they think you're a spam caller. And the way I overcome that, and I booked a meeting with this yesterday, or two actually. Fucking, oh, oh, so you thought I was spam? As a matter of fact, I'm calling for your car extended insurance. What's up, baby? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yo, but life is good, man. Life is good. Um, 2022 is going to be hot. Just want to let you guys know, man. Like, I just want to share a few things, dude. I, uh, I left with a bang. Orange County, Garden Grove, California will always be my home. You know, I just got to leave for a bit to be alone, to think, strategize. All I do is work. I'm obsessed. And that hard work is paying off. Dramatically. You know, every time you come into a new company, no matter how good you are, you need to come in with a beginner's mindset. And this is another rule from Tobos from Life, Jordan Peterson. He talks about, I can't fully recall what he said of the chapter name, like the way he stated, but it's something that whenever you speak to someone, always, always chat about always come with the expectation that you can learn something new from them. And when I first came, I saw all these structures. Out. I'm like, damn, this is your outbound messaging. We're in trouble. You know, got to fix this and try to fix that and try to fix that. This SDR don't know that much. The other BDR don't know as much. Um, you know, but you always got to come in. You got to be a team player. And the way you do that, come in a beginner's mindset. 
And this is the shout I want to give out to my guy, Michael Elliott, SDR manager over at Upkeep. Me and him, we ping his head back to back, get shutters out. So he has all this knowledge and product knowledge. And I coming in with all these outbound expertise. And we were able to marry each other like a nice smooth ray can twisted candy to make something bloom out of it. And we're having highly success with it, man. Booking up, generating a lot of pipeline. A lot of pipeline, because it's all about the pipeline, baby. It's the name of the game. It's the name of the game. You know, another shout out I want to give out to, man, is um, it's, uh, Leo and Kyle and Boris over at Boris.com. Uh, when I went on earlier this networking road trip, I went on a mad hardcore networking road trip. I drove all the way down from Orange County up to Placentia, up to Sacramento, to uh, Portland, and then to Washington and Seattle. Chill here for a couple of weeks, my cousin that I'm at right now, and then come back home. And um, this is before I started Upkeep. And they had this crazy idea. So Voris is a B2B sales and sales development consulting agency for early stage startups. Uh, they pinpoint down, reverse engineer your, your Salesforce data of what needs to be worked on, what needs to be tweaked, and take a look at your outbound messaging and stuff like that. And uh, Leo, my man, Leo, you're watching this. I cheers this to you. For believing me, we roll out these pilot and go, hey, perhaps we can drive extra revenue for Boris through talent sourcing. And I remember having this conversation with Kyle. Kyle's like, hey, buddy, I have a crazy idea. And thanks to SDU Academy, because SDU Academy fell off the bat. We had to pull the plug on that. And Kyle hit me up and go, what if? You can do what you're doing with that as contract, but over for Boris in terms of talent sourcing, because of a lot of clients they work with tend to start growing and say, hey, we're looking for sales talent. Well, why not work with someone who knows what they're doing rather than going to your typical resource and recruiting? And uh, I was the first one, the first one to land a success source lead. It actually should have been two, but the other guy pulled out. But my approach and outbound strategy on this was the same way we do with sales development, baby. Create an outreach outbound campaign, LinkedIn automated touches, everything's two-way multi-channel concept directly to it. And you know what I learned? So in sales development, when you're generating pipeline, typically your, your response rate is low, but your intake is high saying, okay, I'll take the fucking meeting. When it comes to talent sourcing, it's the other way around. Your response rate is high, huge. Yes, no, I know someone, sure. But your intake is low. So I thought that, was a pretty good, cool irony. But yeah, man, we were able to land our first source deal. Man, the client is happy with where he's at. Shout out to him too. Uh, he's doing well. 
And was the biggest commission ever made, man. 10 G's, baby. Shit. Was even the song Rise Up and Wise Up. You know, took many bold bets, family thought I was crazy. Closed my first contract, make 10 G's, baby. No risk, no reward. Boris, the label that pays, man. That's why lights out. That's the track on replay. Oh, man. So. Life is good, man. Life is good. Moving 120 miles per hour. You know, I want to just share how sales development has changed my life. It changes for a greater good. It's the best decision I ever made. You know, I started out in 2018. Uh, started with the wrong company, but I blame no one but myself. Something I wish I could have known earlier. If there's anything I can share with you, if you're a new person who's about to enter the game, if you have capital and runway, meaning you have savings or you're working somewhere and you're just applying around, do not take that first yes unless you know for a fact that that company is going to take you far. And it's as simple as just asking a few questions. Hey, I'm curious if, I'm, if I was to not hit my quota or if I'm struggling at a specific thing, what does your support line look like? Who's responsible for that? What kind of program do you have to enhance that and make sure that doesn't happen again? And then you want to you want to have a designated, you know, progress check to, to work towards something. Hey, I want to be an AE. I want to be a customer success manager. I want to be in sales enablement. What does that look like? Who am I becoming here? Not what am I getting here? That's that's from Jim Rohn. Yeah, man, just want to share some that, man, my exit party uh, in October, I threw a huge family exit party at Miles Square Park, for those who knows Orange County, California. Man, I dropped 3500 on that day, man, 3500 Uh It was awesome. You know, for me, it was like, hey, look, I'm out. No, it's not like, oh, hey, look, I'm balling and stuff like that. It's like, hey, look, uh, I just want to provide this for the experience for the kids. Because growing up as a quote unquote, you know, poor Asian American, whatever, right? We never had that experience. At least I never had that experience. My, my family never had experience, man. That's why I did it all. That's why I went all out, man. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. The park, we had a taco, man. We had tomahawk steaks, freaking uh, high-end Korean barbecue. I think it was uh, was A one barbecue or something from my cousin Doug. We had we catered from like Bernards and stuff. A lot of drinks. Rented out entertainment, professional face painter. This picture here, you see my uh, my favorite beautiful niece, Gracie. We call it Gracie Bear, you know, with professional face painting. And I rent a fucking zoo, a fucking petting zoo, baby. Yep. Sheeps, turtles, apacas. There was even a pony. Fucking pony. Oh. Life is good.
And for my brothers from another mother, Ben Nguyen, Juan Nguyen, B, Doug, Jimmy J, Bam Blake and all of them. Drop a grand on a jacket for them, man. It's my go-away gift for lock too. And there's still some I got to get for later, so I'm going to take care of that. So I ordered, I dropped the rack and passed out 10 members only jacket because it's members only for my members only. One day air, baby, straight out of New York. Put it on them, put it on them all one by one. Great night, man. Great day. And um, done it myself. Did not do it by myself. A lot of family support in the back end, man. My day ones. You know, specifically Birdie and Gung. Uh, shout out to you guys. And thank you for never seeing me different and always believing in me. You know, Gung has played like an older brother figure I always wanted. Growing up as a kid, man, I always look up to him. Like his spiky hair, the way he shoot pull, all that. I want to be just like him. And still to this day, we're close as fuck. So it's day. Shout out to you, Kung. You're my guy. My guy, man. And, you know, I just want to say it here, man. You want to <clears throat> be, so if you're in sales development, you want to get really good at what you do. You got to put in the work. Be that industry expert. Guide the person. I'll give you the example the way I like to see it. Is if you're someone who solves a problem, you're just a specialist, right? You're an expert, whatever. But if you can guide them and show them things that they, and teach them something new that they never knew before, you're now an industry. You're now a trusted advisor. And I like to think it's like a Vietnam War. Let's say, for example, we're standing in front of a four beach, right? We got the sands in front of us here. It's nice brown. The forest, there's an island across, but there's also some waters and full dirt, but there's, it's, it's full of mines, right? Trap, Viet Cong's on the other side. So we want to get across there. So I like to think of it like business. If we're to say, hey, look, I got you. Come behind me. We come out with a minesweeper and we're sweeping around to the left, to the right. And we say, hey, do not take this step watch out this is what the consequence can look like hey we can move to the right or we can move to a little further however these are the options that we have there's three mines over there but there's 10 mines to the right which one are you more comfortable with and when you can take this kind of analogy process it and put it into your fucking framework you now become that professional trusted advisor teach them something new find the gap find what they're trying to go fucking feel it that's pretty much it um thanks guys for listening man uh happy true bless merry christmas to all and all good night this is your boy jacks with an up live update here share washington state and a happy new year's cheers Ah, I almost forgot as I sparked a cigar. Growing up as a quote unquote poor Asian American, all I ever wanted 
was a nice gold chain and a roly roly. Didn't uh, get roly roly, not yet, but I did get my chain. 18 karat gold, baby, hanging from my neck. Always put it down. Be real, never disrespect. Yep. 18 karat gold, 18 gram full, 1500. And look, man, just to end it here, it's not the chain is not like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm bad. I got money now. No, it's not about that. It's never about that. For me, it symbolizes the dragon, it symbolizes hard work, dedication plus patience. That's for you, Nipsey. Every time, fucking time, I got a cold call, phone block, where I put everything away, I listen to my Rocky music, and then to the alpha waves, 10 hertz, brain waves per minute beats on my headset, because I prospect with three screens, not just three screens, not there for, for show, I'm a practitioner. The average rep prospects with one screen, sales engagement platform, whether it's Outreach or Sales Loft or Apollo, wherever that may be. The elite uses to their advantage, which is why I have three screens because I prospect with three screens open concurrently. And all you need is one seat, one license. Log in, run it concurrently. Yep. And the reason I do that is so I don't task jump. I have my tier A windows tracking right here, full personalization. My full left hand side is the full auto blast email. We're also looking for triggers. Triggers when they open the email. Treating the trigger as if it's an inbound lead has increased my call to connect ratio dramatically. The average rep, the average rep call to connect dial ratio is about one or 2%. Mine, five or six. And I have the stats for it. You see it right here. Imagine, imagine how much more pipeline you can generate with a higher call connect ratio, especially if the person you're reaching out to is more receptive to phone than email. And I get it. There are solutions out there like Orem or Connect and Sell. Shout out to Orem, by the way. Daisy Chung, shout out to you. You're next on the One Up Sales Event podcast. We got to get you on, girl. You are putting it down for the Asian Americans out there. Got to get you on the pod. But yeah, treating your triggers as if it's an inbound lead itself, just give you that much more chance. And for my gold chain, man, it symbolizes hard work, dedication plus patience. It's a dragon. It's a rebirth. Fearless. And I'll end it here for those who want to break into sales development or whatever it is that you're going through. In life, you will always come across a fucking brick wall that motherfucking brick wall, red, hard cement. 
You either break through it or it'll break you. You're going to get hit. Man, it took me three years to get where I'm at. But I kept hitting. I kept hitting. I kept hitting. I fall back. I hit it again. I fall back. I hit it again. I get hurt. I get injured. Go to the hospital. Come back. Another day. Bam. Eventually, over time, that brick wall, that cement, start to crack. And that's what's up in life, man. In life, you either crack it or it's going to crack you. The choice is yours. What are you going to do about it? Other than that, Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year's. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for following, and I hope this helps. Reach out, connect, let me know. Cheers. One love forever, one heart, baby.